Ugh. That was right, so natural. Go ahead I'm and, like, uh, we can start. No, it was not natural at all. I'm like actor extraordinaire. <laughs> I like when you put on your um, podcast voice. Like when it's time to introduce the emails, you're like, all right, everybody, it's time to get on this email. I'm like, who are you? I know. I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. I feel like I start talking about being on the air. How uh, Like every once in a while, I'll say like, oh, you well, on the air. Yeah. Like well, we're you not mean, like, on the air. You mean like with your friends and stuff? You mention the podcast and you say, no, on the podcast. You've not, you oh, yeah, have. I have. I've heard myself say, oh, you know, something, something, or we're on the air or something. Like that. Like, well, one time when I asked I just, you to introduce the podcast, that's what you did. You were like, welcome back. Like, <laughs> welcome back from what? From that short commercial break. We put corners in a triangle. Why would keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a desk acting on the screen. You know who it is, man, it's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is last name basis. You ready? Okay. <laughs> um, I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis. We were gone for a week. We were mysteriously, but we're not going to talk about it, and we no were, one will what? notice. Because we're, we're just going to ignore it. Why? Because if we ignore it, then it's not a real thing. Then it never happened. Oh, I was prepared to say that I was in Los Angeles for work, and that's why we didn't record. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, I just we we handled it without <laughs> you even <laughs> wanting to handle it. Sometimes life happens, but we're back. <laughs> we're not gone for a month, so that's good. You gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta take the small victories where you can get them. Um, someone asked for us to cover more pop culture. They were like, "I wish you covered more pop culture," because Patrick never knows anything, and I think that that's amusing to people. <laughs> so people, I people really seem to enjoy my ignorance. That's um, yeah. I don't know what yeah, that means I'm for glad me. Glad someone but... enjoys it. Um, <laughs> So did you, so in the in the interest of exploring more pop culture subjects, um, did you hear the new Adele song or watch the new video? No, and no. Did you watch the new Drake video? Um, no. Also, wait, I did notice, though, that the Adele pictures that have come out are, like, the worst photos ever. What are you talking about? Every, I don't know why, but they're not, they're Look, not. Victoria's giving you a look. They're not the. <laughs> All the ones that I saw were not the professional what are you looking. Talking about? She looked fucking beautiful. Her I'm eyeliner re- was on point. Like Adele, you know, like Adele, I think she's a great voice, you know, whatever. But like Homegirl's eye makeup always looks so good. She's so like 70s bombshell. I don't even know. I love it. You you didn't think she looked good? No, I I Oh, so now you're backtracking? I, <laughs> can you give Whatever. me a moment? Tweet Patrick if you disagree with him. <laughs> no, I'm saying optional. I'm not saying that she doesn't look good or that there weren't good photos that came out. What are you saying, Patrick? I'm saying that all of the article things that I saw on the internet were accompanied by photos that were terrible photos. They were taking on, taking on phones at, at parties and things like that. They were just her hanging out. And I was oh. surprised to see, yeah, I was surprised to see those photos, and those, those were the only ones I saw. And I, I saw think probably that that speaks to the quality of the shitty ass sites you watch, you read, because <laughs> all the pictures I what saw of her, my shit was on TMZ. <laughs> okay, first of all, don't acknowledge or ever admit to reading TMZ. That site is trash. <laughs> That's probably why you saw terrible pictures. But of other her. news organizations cite to TMZ. Yeah, they I know. It's, do that. It's gotten really bad because TMZ somehow has become like a reliable news source. It's they like always, Vice. Vice has done the same. They thing. always manage to get like the real scoop or something, or like the elevator footage of Solange beating up Jay Z. I don't know how that, that happened. It's bizarre to see somebody on CNN. 
say, TMZ found that blah, 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 you know? Yeah, they have deep pockets over there because they give mad money away if you ever have, like, the inside scoop on something. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, no, you they do. You gotta stay on top. Okay, can we go back to the pop culture stuff? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adele. But- no, 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 we already did that. You said you didn't see it. Drake. You didn't know it. You did not see the new Drake video? No. You didn't see the eight million memes from Drake's new video? I didn't see any oh memes my. from Drake. Oh, what? Yeah, the only thing I see is- What? Is yo, the- yo, yo, Victoria <laughs> is in the booth screaming right now. <laughs> How did you not see any I... memes from the new Drake video? I don't know how I could have missed it. I didn't even because know he had a new video. Because you live under a fucking rock. This is why <laughs> people are like, you guys, talk about pop culture. Patrick doesn't know any pop culture stuff, you guys. And these memes were everywhere. The only thing I know is when Scandal's on, because my entire Twitter feed becomes Scandal comments, and How to Get Away with Murder. Did, and you, watch the new, did you watch the new How to Get Away with Murder? I think I did. No, you were there, weren't you? You watched like a few seconds of it with me. Oh. Yeah, you did, right? Yeah, I think I watched the whole thing. No, you did not. You went to bed. Uh, so the dude, the uh, dude that everyone thinks looks like Patrick, Frank, everyone's like, Patrick looks like Frank. I don't look like Frank. I don't look anything like Victoria's Frank. I have the same laughing. color beard. Looks- no, you don't. Don't reduce His- me to a beard color, please. <laughs> <laughs> please. I'm, I, don't I have more color. to offer than I don't that. see beard color. Um, yeah, I don't think you look like him either. I mean, he's not a bad looking guy. He's well dressed. Yeah, he's which like, is one he's reason like, that you don't look like he's him. He's like a mountain man, Great Gatsby. You don't look at it. You don't dress like him. No, I don't. Dress like him. <laughs> you missed my diss earlier. I said that's one reason why you don't look like him. Oh, because he's well dressed and I'm not. Well, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, God, you are a you are a disagreeable wife today. <laughs> did you um did you see or hear the new Justin Bieber song? No, I won't do it. I refuse. What was it? I'm sorry. Isn't it called something How like that? How do you know that? Because, you know, I, I live under, my rock is not as big as you thought. You're like, my rock gets Justin <laughs> Bieber, like, news feed. My rock every once in a while gets AM reception, and sometimes they'll play a Justin Bieber I'm, song on Honestly, it. I'm, like, shocked that you knew that. That just doesn't seem like something that you would be hip to. Hip to? Really, Fran? Yeah, like, you never, that's a phrase, right? Uh, you're just, you're coming down with me. You're, like you're crawling under my rock right no, now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's what it sounds me? like, yes. No freaking way. I'm okay, up, okay. I'm up the Sing mountain. some of the new Bieber song right now. Ooh, is, is it too late to say that I'm sorry? Yeah, it's too late. Is it too late? Which is like a song, which has been done so many times, Justin Bieber, but it's got like a hot little beat. And I guess, I don't know, he's doing this, like, electronica thing. Oh, really? Now. Yeah. Is like, he trying to, I've, I always just imagined that he would slowly grow to merge into I thought you Justin were say, Timberlake. I thought you were going to say he's slowly murder. I was like, slowly what? <laughs> no, he That he would just, like, um, eventually, like, meld into Justin Timberlake and they would be one no, superstar. I mean, Justin Timberlake also makes kind of... Uh, white boy R and B, which is kind of what Justin Bieber started doing. Like Justin Bieber was like white boy R and B pop, mm-hmm. but now he is moving into what's called like tribal electronica, I guess, which is like lots of like drums and oh, okay, like, flutes and stuff. Drums and flutes, huh? That's yeah, like little pan flutes. No, not pan flutes for real. 
Yeah. That, no. What? I. That's what it sounds like. Oh man, I hate pan flutes. You do? <laughs> yeah. What a weird, I just don't. I just what a don't weird like them. thing to take a stand on. I don't know. I don't want to give him credit because I know he's not making the actual like the production of the music, but like it sounds good and cute and his voice is like passable whatever um <laughs> did you see the i like how you're like i don't want to hear this shit but did you listen to it no i'm i'm, I'm trying to do a pop culture segment patrick <laughs> and i'm just asking you to join me in the pop culture i corner. did i did i had something to offer about uh mm. about the future of did justin you bieber see, um did you see did you see beyonce and nikki perform at the title concert no oh my were they good Oh my fucking! People were going nuts over that. You know what I think? Oh my god! I think Nicki Minaj uses those body wraps. <laughs> I think she does <laughs> what because are you, talking you know what about? I'm talking about. Those. I know what those a body, body wrap wraps. is. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was looking at her, and she has the most bizarrely shaped body. It's not quite natural. No, oh, no, I don't think it's natural. And I don't think it's necessarily implants. I think that she. No, has... she. I think she said that her butt is not real. Okay. Well, okay. So she has some implants. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I think maybe boobs. I'm not really sure. She does have like that a very like Jessica Rabbit like shape, like really snatched. big boobs. <laughs> snatched waist, right? A snatched waist, yes. And then like l- like thick hips and butt. Yeah. But there but it's not it's not exactly a natural looking slim waistline. It's in, it's like a scary thin thin waistline. It's like more than I think could happen naturally. And I don't I think know. she I... squeezed herself into some corsets or something like that. Yeah, I think she uses like a they're called like waist trainers or yeah. something. And I they think... just mold your body, right? They just yeah. they just basically squeeze the fat into the positions and shapes that you want them to be you in. You know, I gotta say, I'm normally like not really into that look, but I think she looks good. She's I don't know. All right. I think she looks good. I give her a seven. Really? Yeah, on a good day. Even when she's even like the toned down Nicki Minaj, because I like her with her dark hair and like really clean makeup and stuff. I think she looks so beautiful. She's pretty, but I mean, it's not prettier than you know of two hundred people I see on the street of New York every day. God, you are so weird. I what? Don't even, I don't even understand you. She's no Beyonce. And you said that you don't think Beyonce is that pretty. <laughs> She's an eight. Oh my god, <laughs> yo, you better be fucking careful. You better be careful. Come on, hey, at least I'm contributing to our pop culture segment. Yeah, you are. You are. I've gotten, I've gotten Justin Tim Bieber, and I've gotten <laughs> Nicki Minaj body wraps. I called this shit. Come on, and I put them on a numbered scale. Like I'm contributing here. <laughs> How's um how's the not smoking going? Oh, it's <laughs> oh, <laughs> glad you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. Because I just I just requit again. You did. Yeah, right, right, uh, right outside just now <laughs> oh. before we got oh. here. <laughs> oh, okay. So so I'm just I just want to be clear. You said two weeks ago that you were quitting smoking. Yeah, yes, I and think then, I did. And then what happened? Just update our audience <laughs> since we weren't here last, since we weren't here last You're week. You're cruel. <laughs> You're cruel. Why? You know the answers to all of these questions. I'm not, listen, I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for the audience. I don't know if you, ho- if you don't know if we host a pat. Motherfuck, oh, man. can I talk? I don't know if you know that we host a podcast, but we do. And some of the things that we talk about, I already know about. <laughs> but we we discuss them for the benefit. You didn't of know our... about Justin Tim Bieber. 
No, I I mean, I knew more than you did. You didn't know about Nikki's body wraps. Okay, can you not change the subject? <laughs> I'm because, holding on to what I have here. Because there are people at home waiting with bated breath to find out what happened when Patrick left the studio two weeks ago once he proclaimed that he was going to quit smoking okay. cigarettes. Okay, listen, listen. It didn't go as planned. <laughs> I, <laughs> you please stop. <laughs> This is the moment that you wanted, right here. <laughs> well, you can hear me try to explain no, no, no. why I'm still smoking no, no, no. cigarettes explain and it. cackle explain over me as I do it. Explain it to them. Explain You're it cruel. To them. And pretend, and pretend I'm not here. <laughs> yeah, that's easy, easily done. Okay, I didn't quit smoking. Okay, is that what you wanted to hear? No, no, no. Tell them. Tell them, not me. Okay, guys, listen. You might. Are you sitting down? I didn't. I didn't do it. I failed. I. uh I tried briefly, um, but you know, things got complicated, life happens, and- okay. um, So are you gonna start again? Yes, right uh, right now, I'm starting right now. <laughs> this is no smoking building, so. <laughs> You're not allowed to smoke in here. <laughs> I'm um, just gonna stay here until okay. the withdrawals pass. All right, so um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I, I mean, here's the thing. I would love for you to quit smoking cigarettes. And, you know, you tell me what I got to do to encourage you. <laughs> no. Some part of me, though, really thinks that you enjoy the fact that you can just give me constant shit. No, no, no. About I really cigarettes. don't. Yeah, you do. You no, kind of no, no, do. No. You quit smoking for like, I want to say you quit smoking for like three months. It was last year when we went home for Christmas mm-hmm. because you went home for Christmas. Dude, Patrick made me look like such a dumbass. Patrick went home before <laughs> this is terrible. Patrick went home before I did. I came into town and um, got Patrick picked me up and took me over to my father-in-law's house and my brother-in-laws and my sister-in-law were all hanging out, we're eating dinner, having a good time. And I say, "Hey, do you guys know that Patrick quit smoking? He has smoked in like three months." And then everyone got like really quiet, <laughs> and everyone was like looking at me. And I was like, "What?" I was like, "Baby, you've done such a good job. You haven't smoked. You've been going to the gym. You've been doing <laughs> yoga and stuff." And everyone was like, "Uh, yeah. So about that, that like, yeah, I had, I had, I had smoked since the I'd minute been you down got it. to Florida. Yeah, you it's were like, hard. All my, you know, like two of my brothers smoke, and it's you just... have three brothers, so there's another one who doesn't smoke, and so, y'all would have been. I don't ten... think that's not relevant. I'm just saying, you said you're like I have two brothers that smoke, and you have another brother that doesn't smoke, and y'all could have hung out together and not smoked. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, it's true that I could. You know what I mean? I could have not smoked. You also and have I two have young smoked. nieces that don't smoke. What about them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you there are lots of people in Florida that don't <laughs> smoke. You went down there, you're like, oh, I see two smokers. I guess I got to smoke now. <laughs> Wait, is that guy over there smoking a cigarette? Yeah. Well, I'm off the wagon. <laughs> I was uh, look, so pissed at you. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was kind of kind of shady of us to uh, to keep that from you. God, it was so awkward. You were talking me up so, I felt so guilty. I was too. like, I've never been more proud of Patrick. <laughs> I'm almost ready to renew our vows. Like, come on, dude. You have really impressed me and made me feel loved. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, well, you know what? I'm. I'm is that what this is all about? What? Is making you feel like you were left out. No, it or wasn't like that. you were proud of me and, and no, I was hiding it wasn't, something from you. No, it wasn't that I felt left out. It was that I felt dumb because I was like singing your praises and everyone was looking at me like, dude, she has no idea. He was smoking like right before she got here. 
but whatever. We we got through it, and so now you are gonna <laughs> you're gonna start again. That's, that's right. I'm gonna do it. Okay. I'm gonna do it. You just see, see, what? this is what I'm talking about. I don't want to get my hopes up. You just like to give me a hard time. It doesn't matter what it's about. You'll give me a hard time about it. It doesn't matter if it's quitting smoking. If I quit smoking, you'll be like, yeah, but did you? You'll find something else. I don't know what it is. Oh, okay, Since sure. I'm pretty much out of bad habits at this point. Yeah, that's what I mean. So why wouldn't you commit to not smoking so that I could stop giving you shit? Because you won't stop giving me I shit. Will. There's I, never an end I'm to the gonna, shit I'm that gonna you pu- give me. I'm going to put it out there right here on the podcast. If you quit smoking cigarettes, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I was going to say, because we'll be back here next week being like, hey. <laughs> that's the whole point of week, our show. Last week you told us you were going to stop talking shit. How did that go for you? Okay, but that's the whole point of our show is that, that we talk shit to each other. Like, that's kind of what we do. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Because I, we kind of uh, were slacking a little bit and don't have that much stuff. But I thought we could like jump into a bunch of listener questions because we have a ton. But if you have <laughs> any, if you have a science corner, perhaps, or do you have some pop culture info that you'd like to delve into? Yeah, I guess it's kind of pop culturey. Okay. I mean, I was just, I was just looking um, for a conference about sex with robots and I stumbled onto Wait, the- you were looking <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I didn't know how to I didn't know how to intro this. No, 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 no. You could say like, you know, a science science corner, right? Yeah, well, it's not really science corner. Sex with robots? Yeah, there was an annual Love and Sex with Robots conference that was scheduled to take place in Malaysia. I guess there was another tech or software uh, conference going on in Malaysia that was being hosted there. And so they decided, well, we should have our love and sex with robots conference in Malaysia as well and sort of and sort of When you say love and sex with robots, is that just like vibrators? Like what the fuck? Well people have I, sex with robots? Yeah. Well th- this group actually foresees people having a lot of sex with robots and not just sex, but intimate relationships um, and as artificial intelligence gains ground and gets better, they really foresee having having not just a physical but an emotional element. Do they have robots that don't smoke? <laughs> Do they have robots that don't talk back? <laughs> I'll take two. I would, I would like to request a not smoking robot to start a re- to start a relationship with. <laughs> <laughs> you have you have low extra. I can see your Craigslist ad. Whatever, I could program him to do whatever I want. Oh yeah, what would you program program him to do aside from not smoke? Walk the dogs. That's it. Um, yeah, walk the dogs. Um, maybe like help me edit videos. That would be helpful. So you would just have a robot. You would have a robot dog walker. No, he is this would... what you think of me? No, but first of all, I have to beg you to walk the dogs if you don't remember that. <laughs> that was just today. Yeah, because it was your job this morning, no, and I did it for you. It was absolutely. It's not. okay. It's okay. I walked them yesterday no, okay, in the babe. morning it's and okay. the evening. <laughs> I'm just saying, I did. So <laughs> I'm just saying to you, you listen, could walk them in the morning. Listen, what? We're, we're trying to talk about sex with robots here. Okay, well, so tell, if you could keep it on topic. Tell me more about <laughs> sex with robots. Well, the funny thing is, is that this conference was allegedly all academic, uh, even though the group that that was putting it together really does expect and wants to drive the momentum towards sex with robots i mean real relationships with robots even so why did they cancel the conference they canceled it because, because I, no one came no one wanted to go be, well last year they had like a participation of maybe 40 people okay so it's not a huge conference as you might expect but um 
but Malaysia canceled it because whoever their political official that was in charge of this deemed that conference expressly illegal and said, in Malaysia, it's illegal to have anal sex. So oh. having sex with a robot anus is super is like <laughs> is super super illegal. Is but that was his that was a quote right there. Super illegal is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was I just thought that was just hilarious. Like look, if you can't put it in the butt, you can't put it in a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this country. I feel like bot butt should be like a thing. Yeah, it it probably it it probably is. If I had read the whole article, I feel like that I'd would probably... be a good song. Like, let me get the bot butt. Let me get the bot butt. Bot butt. That's good. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's Justin Justin Tim Bieber. Yeah, that sounds good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's uh, it's really funny. I also learned the word teledildonics. Which is, sounds very scientific. What is that? <laughs> guess. Why don't you guess what teledildonics Ooh, is? Ooh, this is like a reverse language mm, beat. It's language beat. This <clears throat> one's going to blow up, so look for it on the next Minaj teledildonics. single. I would guess that that means, like, okay, I hear, like, okay, a few things. Tele makes me think telephone, so, like, mm. a dildo that you can call. You <laughs> 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 call. <laughs> Every time someone calls your dildo, like you, you, you give out the phone number to your dildo, and then people call it. Call and in and make requests. That's how you like. <laughs> that's how you get like turned on. Is anyone listening? <laughs> anyone at all? It turns into the Adele song. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is um, it too late? Uh, is that what it is? No. You have. Do you have another guess? Yeah. No. I do like the call call a dildo thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you would what you would do when you got them on the line, but <laughs> I can't imagine a dildo would have much to say. Yeah. Um, put me in your mouth. I don't know. That mm. I, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will be cutting that out. Cut it out. Cut all of this, please. Um. Okay. The other thing I thought it was like telepathy. Yeah. So it's like a mind controlled. It's dildo? a mind controlled dildo. That's actually. Uh, no, that's definitely not it's a not thing. it either? No. What is teledildonics? It's like a game of telephone with a dildo. So it's like one person whispers in another person's ear, like, you know, purple latex fist, and the person then whispers into the next person. Wait, what? <laughs> By the time it gets to the end. Are you making that up? Yeah, of course I'm making that well, up. Well, then no. what is it? <laughs> <laughs> teledildonics is apparently a way to socially operate uh, dildos and sex toys. So you're connected oh. to a social network. And this is, I guess, the current application. And you have a device, and you can actually sort of control it in response to what somebody else is doing on the other side. So it's like sexting with a dildo. Oh. And that's, I guess, that's the current state of so that kind. So that kind of relates. So that's what they mean by like sex with robots, kind of, right? Currently, I think yes, because there's no real full humanoid functioning robot out there that wants to have sex with you. <laughs> that wants to. They're like, uh, I'm just not that into you. But it is interesting, though, because there are there are ethical questions that come up in terms of sex with robots. So, like, let me ask you this. Okay, so on a scale of masturbation to cheating, where does sex with a robot fall in? Ooh. You know, like, what, what kind of interaction do you need to have with a robot before it's considered cheating on your significant other? Or is it ever? Ooh, that's a... Really good question. It's not easy, right? I mean, because if because it's not a real person, it's not it's not an actual person. But if that robot was so convincing as a are person, are you asking for personal or professional reasons? Um, 
these are these are clearly professional because I'm I'm in the teledildonics industry. No, of course <laughs> I'm just curious. I don't know. I'm just like <laughs> wanting to make sure. I'm, I'm like, looking, wait, why are you asking me? I've this? got this startup idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on the scale, of, I I don't know. That is really because masturbation really isn't cheating. Right. I think that's safe to say. Right. And and any sexual activity with another you know person what? would I be would, cheating. I think that I would say. That sex with a robot would be similar to masturbation because a robot is not a person. I mean, how real do they have to? I mean, at some point, wouldn't a robot become so real that you're that you would well, say, "Well, I don't that's know. unacceptable." I guess it depends on like your relationship with your partner. Like, do you, like I, I, like the level of deception. Like, well, I mean, does your partner in, just know in traditional terms of of cheating? What, no, at what but point I'm, would it be cheating? But I'm saying it. This this applies to like human relationships too. Like, if you tell your partner. Like I'm like cheating involves a level of deception. Like that's what it's not just the infidelity. It's like the fact that you are you are stepping out on your partner and they don't know about it. So if you're having sex with a robot, but you tell your partner like, hey, I'm into this robot. She's got like three tits or something. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Recall. That wasn't a robot. That was an alien. Well, I'm just saying maybe that's what someone requested. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They've always wanted someone with three tits and now they can like, you know, now build a, a bot. Like yeah. you can just decide what you want. <laughs> So if you told your partner, you know what I mean, and maybe you like introduce them to the robot, and like she, like a double date, yeah, like she came over and like hung out. It with sounds you. like you're trying to set your partner up for a threesome. No, no, no. I'm saying like you show them like she's not all that bad. Like she also has like a juicer in her back or something. <laughs> and, like she she'll walk the dogs. She'll walk the dogs. She doesn't. So everybody smoke. wins. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if you disclose to your partner that you were sleeping with a bot a bot butt then i think i think that that's not cheating man i think that as long as you're not keeping it a secret well I, yep nothing's cheating if if everyone's okay exactly with it. that's what i'm saying yeah no i get that i'm saying in the traditional form of cheating like where does it cross the line where do you consider that having sex with more like another person than say you know like a like a toy i mean like yeah. a vibrator <clears throat> isn't you know no one's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Cheated i don't on know i don't know this is a really hard question i i just think it's weird and i think that <laughs> <laughs> and i just think just no how about a big no i no i think if someone wants to have sex with a robot they should absolutely go for it i guess i don't know i just don't <laughs> i don't really you're really trying to come out on one I'm, side of this issue or another i just don't know how i feel about it it's just i think it's just beyond my comprehension because well, you i know don't what? understand it now we'll never know because malaysia canceled the conference thanks well, malaysia maybe next year we needed that so let's get into some listener questions all right we have a lot um if you have a question you can email us lnbpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. So um, this question comes from Nicole. And she says, is it possible for you to do a blog or a post about making friends as an adult? How and where do you do it without seeming weird? I followed my husband to North Carolina several, several years ago from New York, and I've had a hard time meeting people to befriend within my age group of 30-ish. What do you think, Patrick? Interesting. I am. I, I feel like neither one of us is fit to give advice on this Why? topic. Why? Because I think that. 
I'm not particularly good at meeting. I actually I'm fine at meeting people, but it, it's it's usually just happens to be where I am, the people that I'm that I'm surrounded by, usually through work or some sort of social activity. I think the best thing you can do if you're having trouble meeting people is to is to do some sort of social activity. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So you could join like I mean, if if exercise is your thing, you can join some sort of fitness club. Um, if it's or like I know here, um, one thing that's really popular is like adult kickball has become like a big thing. Oh my god, kickball, softball, dodgeball, anything where a group of adults can slowly drink themselves through a game. <laughs> that's a place to meet yeah. people. If you drink and kick balls. Yeah, that's like a that's a popular thing. Um you could also I don't know if you're into fitness or exercise, but like um, you know, I ran a half marathon a few years ago and I did it through team and training and I met so many people through that that I'm still really good friends with. So that was a great way to meet people. <clears throat> um, if you are a runner or an aspiring runner, like Black Girls Run is a group that is that is national and has meetups throughout the week so that you can meet people and just get exercise. So that's a great way to kind of meet other people. If I don't, I don't know if you're black or not, but there are tons of running groups that you can find like on Facebook. Um, I think that those would be like a really great way to go. Like what are some of your interests? And I would say Facebook is a great place to start. Meetup.com also has a ton of meetup groups on there for all different types. Yeah, of they've got lots of stuff. And I think their stuff is pretty cheap too. They throw, no, some of it's free. They throw a lot of free and like $5 events too. So you don't have to spend too much money. Um, risking not meeting cool people. Yeah, and you should also ask your husband about like who he works with. You know what I mean? Like, t- tell him like, is there anybody cool at work that you'd like to invite over for dinner? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, let's go out to the bar or something with some of your coworkers and tell them to bring their spouses. You know, like some of the people that Patrick works with are really cool, and and you know we've become friendly with them. Like, mm-hmm. we went to a concert with them. We did a picnic. You know what I mean? Like, you can definitely. I I understand it is. Difficult went to a to pie party last night that I did not go to, and I know you're going to try and rub in my face. Seriously, seriously though, I didn't feel like there going. is nothing more domestic than a pie party, and your spouse should be there for a pie party. Am okay. I right? Well, I Victoria, didn't tell go. me like if you got invited to a to a pie party and you were married, shouldn't you go as a couple? I baked a fucking pie. Yeah, you did b- bake a pie, right? and it was great. I'm just saying, I didn't feel like going, and I feel like. You know, you are doing a disservice to Nicole by derailing this conversation into a pie party. Because I'm, well, no, no, I'm giving, I'm giving her a warning. Don't go to any pie parties without your spouse. It's oh lonely. God. Okay. Well, I just think that you know, reaching out to your partner and saying, "Hey, who's cool at work? Can you invite them out so that we can hang? Do they have?" a girlfriend, a boyfriend, or whatever that I can meet and try and become friends with. And I think that that's kind of like the first step. So we wish you lots of luck, Nicole. You sound like a cool girl, and you deserve all the friendships. (laughs) Okay. This is a little bit more serious. This message comes from Anonymous. Um, So I'm a black woman in an interracial same-sex marriage with a white woman. Check off every diversity box, please. We've been together for seven (laughs) years, married for three. Everything has been honky-dory. She's a great ally, smacks down Southern relatives on the Confederate flag issue, Mm -hmm. sometimes posts enlightening articles for her white friends on Facebook. But lately, we've been having issues. Last month, we got into a discussion about race that ended up turning into a huge drunken fight that ended me saying her white tears and fragility are unwarranted and her saying that we don't have enough sex. What? (laughs) That's her what? That sounds... 
that sounds like a like a reasonable couple spat. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like normal couple shit. But yeah. I mean, like the sex part. Just one of those kinds. No, of I mean fights. that it follows something entirely unrelated. <laughs> oh, you mean like wait? Yeah, it was like I'm having this problem with our relationship, and the other person responds, "I want to have more sex." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's all she could come up with. Okay, I, I'm not done yet. Just one of those fights where you just say stuff you've been meaning to say for a while, and it comes out at inopportune times. We took the weekend to cool off. We agreed to lay off booze for a while and be more sensitive to each other. No, oh, that'll do it. Too. When some, yeah, the booze totally made it worse. Fast forward to last week when a new promo for Law & Order SVU aired. The storyline involved cops shooting an unarmed black man, and my wife says something to the effect of, gosh, didn't they just do this kind of episode? I like the Black Lives Matter police brutality thing on these shows is everywhere. Screech. Now here's the thing. I know racial fatigue is a real thing for people of color. It is hard reading and hearing about black, Native American, Latina Lives ending because of police encounters, but I don't feel like SVU doing what they did and ripping stories from the headlines warrants her exasperation. We've been tiptoeing around racial issues since the big blowout, and to be honest, I no longer feel that my marriage and home is a safe space for me to vent about my hurt frustration. So I'm wondering how you, Francesca, would handle the current situation if Patrick was all of a sudden like, yeah, I'm kind of tired of hearing about Black Lives Matter. And Patrick, I'm wondering if you ever get racial fatigue or if you max out on your empathy for this matter. Right Mm. now, avoidance and consciously not discussing anything serious is what's keeping the peace, but I don't foresee this being a long-time situation. Any advice or insight on how to handle would be greatly appreciated. Wow, that's a really, really serious topic. Yeah, this is a and hard a one. really well, actually really well, I hope you're a writer, because that, that read like a... Like a know, gripping it, story. Exactly, yeah, I was on the edge of my seat. Okay, so first part of the question, how would I handle this if we were in this situation? Um, I think, I think there's a few ways to handle it. And I mean, you know your partner better than I do, but like, I maybe would like write down all my thoughts first, which you kind of have already done with this email, which is great. And kind of use that as like the outline to have this conversation with your partner and say like, wait, why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) Because have you, have you ever done that? No, I'm just, she asked, what would I do in the situation? So I'm saying, here's what I would do. Because a lot of times when I do have conflict with someone, whether it's a friend or a family member or you, which has not happened often, I like to write down my thoughts so that I can decide, like, here's what I want to say. Like, because when you are really emotional and you're like in the heat of the moment, you can forget things. Not to say that you go in with a script, but... You say to yourself, like, here are the things that are really upsetting to me. And you've kind of already done that with this email. So your big problem is, is that this episode came on and your wife said that she was like tired of it. And here's how it made me feel. I don't feel like you're in a place to be tired of this because it doesn't directly affect you. And it hurts me when you say that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like kind of laying it out that way would be really helpful. Um before you actually go into having a conversation with her. That's what I think that I would do in that situation. Hmm. And I would hope that that could 
kind of like help us resolve it and explain to her like, yeah, racial like fatigue is a real thing. But like as a white person, your fatigue sounds more of like, God, get over it rather than like this is draining and upsetting to me because I feel like my life could be in danger or I feel like my friends and family could be killed at any moment. And I'm tired of seeing like people go through pain. It's not the same when she says it. You know what I mean? So mm. I feel like kind of laying that out to her. And unfortunately, you just have to be honest. Like those are the tough conversations that you you have to have sometimes with your partner, no matter who they are. Like those types of disagreements on serious issues are going to happen and being honest with them about how you feel is the only way to get through it rather than like avoiding the conversation altogether because that's not cool it sounds like you guys have a pretty open relationship or i guess that's not the wrong the right terminology yeah. but a, a relationship where you guys can express how you feel regularly and that you kind of hit a little bit of a snag with this one the racial issues are, are really tough and they don't they don't you don't overcome them necessarily very quickly because chances are she's on a particular learning curve that you're further along. Right. So it's it's hard to you can't force her to see things through your eyes, even though you feel like and I would think that you have a, a better perspective on what those issues mean in everyday life to real people. It sound it sounds like she doesn't have that as much. And it's going to take time for her to develop that, I think. And I think that... Because this might be the first time she's ever really been exposed to these issues. You know what I mean? Like, Black Lives Matter has been everywhere. And so for her, this is probably like, you know, like you said, she's got on a learning curve in the sense that, like, this is not something she's been thinking about mm -hmm. prior to, like, all the most recent incidents. And for her, yeah, it feels like it's everywhere. And well, especially w given the way our news cycles work, Mainstream media will just run it down until it's until you just can't even look at it anymore right. with with any significant even if it is something you're interested or in. personal reaction. Yeah. And then and then you become so I don't want to say desensitized, but you become so overwhelmed by that by that by the ferocity of the, the news outlets reporting on it that it can be hard to keep pace with it emotionally. Right. And I guess I guess what I'm saying is you can't think, live and feel that every waking moment. Right. So, but it's different for you versus it, how how I interpret it. You know what I mean. But everyone does deserve a break. You know well, what I mean? yeah, from I, like tough topics. I think I think what I'm saying though is that there does come a point where you know a lot about what's going on, and it's and I think that's the jumping point to doing something to contribute to that movement. Right. You see what I'm saying? I think the next step for somebody in that situation, who say is a white person who has digested all of the issues i think the next thing to do is to find a way to involve yourself um meaningfully in in affecting that change because otherwise what are you going to do just keep looking at news cycles and and headlines that say another person was shot probably due to some racist cop right i mean that that only goes so far and i think that can be tiring thinking like oh this is a this is a significant problem i've i'm seeing it constantly i don't know what to do about it and i'm not taking any action how can you not burn out when you're in that position? I mean, so maybe that's something worth considering to talk to your partner about in the sense that, like, why are you fatigued and what can we do to move past it so that instead of feeling burnt out on the conversation, you're actually contributing and, and making a positive impact? Because based on what you said about her, it sounds like she is a great ally and really is committed to calling out or calling in members of her family and, like, elevating the conversation. But... 
we all need a little help and correction at times. And the fact that she said that she was getting tired of this or she felt like, you know, SVU was like, okay, we've heard enough of it. Um, I think that this is an instance where you do need to say to her, like, hey, that was really messed up and this is how it made me feel. That's the other thing, too, is I, I know in our relationship, you know, you become sort of an authority on these issues. Right. And generally speaking, I, I think you are an authority, but you don't have every perspective out there that's a valuable perspective, right. obviously, because you're one person. Right, absolutely. <clears throat> and so sometimes it becomes more of a, a couple's thing than it does an issues thing. It's not really so much about social reform as it is us interpreting the issues slightly differently. And sometimes I know I know we've been in positions where, where you know, even my thinking about something in a different way than, than you've conceived of it it has caused you to become really angry with me. Yeah. Um, and, and Well, because we're coming at things, and, and like you're saying, we're coming at things from such very different perspectives. And I think that if you aren't talking about those perspectives, you go into the conversation being like, why do you think that? I hate you. Like, you just, like, you end up maybe assuming the worst. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, I think I talk a lot about like, you know, how intent doesn't change impact. But I think that when you're in a relationship with someone, it's a little bit different in the sense that you have to kind of remember that in order to make this relationship work, you have to kind of like give your partner the benefit of the doubt so that you don't assume the worst when they say something that you don't agree with. Yeah, you have to trust that they want the right thing and the same thing as you and that you both identify the the right thing to be the the same sort of equality yeah that kind of that's thing. that's like the compromise of like being in a relationship yeah the other thing is too because it's so if you guys have been in a in a sort of strained position the last few days and have been kind of avoiding each other and avoiding an elephant in the room and things are a little tense then things like that i think it's said by people in in very close relationships like oh god svu's got to always do the mm -hmm. you know the black lives matter thing or, or whatever it is i think i think that's can also be used as a as a passive aggressive tool to i don't know vent their frustration because if there if your relationship has been tense for the last few days or the last week or whatever it is somebody could say and I, mean, I feel like that kind of sometimes is like in those situations, like that's when people's real feelings come out. I don't think that it's necessarily like tied. I don't to think it's okay. Drama. I don't think it's. I don't think it's okay. I think it is kind of an. It, it, I mean, any sort of passive aggressive insult like that, or something saying something in that way, would be insulting. And I think it would be it would be uncalled for if that was the case. But I think people do things like that, especially where they're in a tense position, and uh, especially if it's for a prolonged period of time. You don't think that that's possible that she that she just sort of like rolled her eyes and said because I because I have a no, hard time I don't know I have a hard time feeling feeling like she would she would reduce the issue to something like oh my god it's been done before like it's a cliche yeah but that's what uh, I mean like, I have a but hard time but that is but that is but would that is what she did way. like but that's the thing though it's like you know it, but that is what she did you know what I mean and so it doesn't change like how it made our listener feel you know what I mean and so again like you kind of do have to give your partner the benefit of the doubt in, in the sense that like maybe she wasn't you know maybe that's not how she really felt and it just came out that way mm -hmm. but it still like hurt this woman's feelings and I feel like that's the reason that she needs to talk to her about it and that you don't get a pass on hurting someone's feelings just because like you guys had other drama and it influenced how something came out or what you said. Like, I agree. I you know agree. I mean? I'm just saying it, it complicates things even even more than 
are we seeing things the same way? Based on what you said, it sounds like she is like in a much further along place as like a white ally than the average person. So like Patrick said, I I doubt that she's diminishing the seriousness of Black Lives Matter and maybe her comment was more of a commentary on SVU and like their tendency to like hop on whatever the issue is right of the moment and kind of like sensationalize it. That's how I felt when Scandal did that. I was like, ugh, Scandal's doing an episode about this. Mm -hmm. Like not that I thought it was bad to talk about the issue i just kind of felt like a television show interpreting this is kind of like diminishing the seriousness and i'm like annoyed by it yeah you know what i mean I so so maybe you know what i mean maybe that's what she was doing i'm not yeah. really sure SBU but i is a little less sensationalized though i think they usually do a better job there's still a television show it's but still yeah it's the, still entertainment the point is i think that Giving yourself time to cool off is very smart, and I think that if you kind of write out your feelings so that you can know what you want to talk about first and then ask her to sit down and talk about it, I think that this is something that you both can get over or move forward from, and I think that expressing to her how that made you feel is going to be really important, and I, I'm really confident that she's going to be apologetic and and like you said, maybe maybe some of that is also linked back to the fact that she feels she's not getting enough sexual attention or there's other problems. In That's what I'm saying. If you're, I just agreed if with you. If Jesus. If you're I, I know, I know, but but I, I just I just think that that's a big deal. Like it is it is really funny to hear that you said this is a very serious topic, and she said, I want to have more sex. I think that is that is such a couple's moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I think that it's a. I'm here's glad one, you gave us all the context. Here's one way to do it: have some great sex with her, and then immediately after, broach the subject. No, I'm don't just saying, do you that. Don't, no, you don't think so? Because I, I trust me, she will be more agreeable. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh my god. Okay, maybe I don't know. It's not a bad tactic. I mean, I don't know, but I'm I'm of the mind that like when you're upset with your partner, like the last thing you want to do is like get naked. You know what I mean? You're gonna be like mad. Well, you know, you wait for the moment. You don't. That's just why I'm jump saying in she's, and say, "Hey, we're doing she this." She clearly. I'm just saying that like if she's upset about something that happened, it's gonna make the moment harder to come like about in a natural way because you've like got that in the back of your head. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably, but you know, I'm. Patrick's like, I can put anything out of my head to get laid. So I'm like, saying. we fought. It's okay. Let's get naked. Like everybody's not like that, Patrick. Okay. She is obviously because in the middle of the Black Lives Matter conversation, she just dropped the whole sex thing. Right. Her. We're talking about the partner that decided that she's hurt by the Black Lives Matter thing. She's not gonna. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you, if you, if you feel up to it, oh it's my God. Uh, well, I'm saying like, can we I, have taken forever to answer this question. P.S. We've been answering it. We've been exploring. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's been a while. Okay. So (laughs) I still think it's not a bad idea. I mean, having sex releases chemicals that create feelings of mush, basically. (laughs) And that can, you know, that can make somebody very easy to talk to. I love that you always look to to Victoria, like, right, Victoria? Like, she's got to back me up. She never backs me up either. She's always in there (laughs) looking at me, maybe shaking her head. He always, he's looking over at her, like, right, Victoria? Victoria's like, I am not on the same page as you. I'm getting, that's what I'm getting in my, my robot is going to be one that just constantly nods in agreement. So I keep looking, looking over to the robot and saying, Mr. Robot, really. (laughs) Well, anonymous listener, we, um, we are rooting for you and please follow up with us and let us know how the conversation goes. Um, Do you want to answer one more? 
Uh, yeah, sure. Do we have Do we have anything else? To I have do? a slanguage B. Do we have a? Oh, you have a slang. I have a slanguage B. I have, do not have a Florida man this week. Okay, that's fine. Okay, great. Um, this question is from Melina. My main question is for Patrick. What are your thought processes when you are applying for law school? How did you apply for scholarships? I'm currently considering going to law school, but the money seems to be the most daunting thing that keeps me from applying. Also, what kind of law did you practice, and how did you decide to follow that path? Thanks so much for all the laughter. Keep up the great work. Oh, wow. Okay, so uh, a prospective law student. There are a few things you need to really consider before going to law school. Uh, don't do it just for the money, because it's not there like it used to be. Um, the average salary for an attorney has gone way, way down in the last, especially in the last several years. There's too many people that are going to law school. And so there's just like a shortage of jobs. There's, there's so many people. There's a crazy saturation. Of so they can lower the, the prices because they know everybody wants a job. They'll take anything. It used to be that I, I know when our parents were children and people were going into law, you were if you were a lawyer, you got scooped up and offered opportunities from major law firms and you came out making a lot of money right away because not many people did it. And that was because there wasn't a lot of incentive back then because you could go right into, say, a con, you know, a trade working con, construction or something and make really good money. Now you can't do that. Now that a lot of those middle class jobs are gone, people are looking for that, you know, education based profession. OK, so my my thought process in going to law school was I wanted to do something that I thought would be in step with what I did in undergrad, which was philosophy. I also was a creative writing major, so I had a dual major, and I thought that the, the legal profession would really benefit the, both of those things. So I, I could write, and I could focus on ethical considerations, which I thought, was, which I thought would be awesome. Uh, it's not really like that in practice. As far as applying to law schools, I would give you this advice. Unless you're bound to a particular region, like there's somewhere that you need to practice, I would look into public law schools because they're far, far cheaper. Some of them are really good, too. So Florida State University, um, I went there for undergrad. They have an excellent law program. And they charge, I, I think last time I checked, their tuition was $10,000 a year, whereas Harvard- What? Really? Yeah. Whereas Harvard is now up, I think it's $65,000 a year. Holy crap. Right. 10 grand for, for law school is kind of amazing. Yeah. And not just 10 grand, but 10 grand in Tallahassee where your rent can be as low as $250 a month. Yeah, that's So true. you can get out of there with almost no debt. So if you can manage a position like that, that's the way to do it. Keep your debt down as far as possible. How? What about scholarships? <laughs> did you, because you got a scholarship to St. John's, but did you apply for that? I did. Well, you, you kind of are automatically put into a pool for scholarship because what they do is they want to recruit certain people mm -hmm. to get their GPAs and their LSAT scores up. So, right, you take the LSAT, which is the standardized test to go to law school. You do well. The, the school, St. John's, for instance, is a good school, but it's not very highly ranked. In fact, it's fallen a long way in the ranks since I went there. It was much higher ranked when I went there. But what they wanted to do, they offered me a scholarship because they wanted to to be able to include my scores, my my GPA and my LSAT scores in their average incoming class GPA and LSAT Is scores there so they can send it so they can sell it to other people as look at look at how good our student body right. is. Right. So did you know going into applying to that school that that was a possibility? Like, is that something that Melina can look at in the schools that she's applying to? No, Melina, you really can't look at that. What you can actually really what you can do is say my scores are on par with 
this school's average incoming class scores. Wait, where do you find that information? You can find that all over the internet. Okay. I mean, it's it's everywhere, and and the from the schools themselves, they always so have that, that you're more competitive. Available. You're saying, like, yeah. So you you can be competitive. So you're going to apply to schools that are a little bit out of your range. Your scores are a little bit lower than their average incoming classes scores. Those are better schools, and they could provide better opportunities. But the truth is, is that unless it's a very very highly ranked school like Columbia, um, Harvard, Yale. Um, one of those, it's probably not going to make a huge difference in your career prospects. So if you get into an Ivy League school, take it because you can actually come out, you get your six-figure job, and you can, and you can hit the ground paying your bills off. Um, otherwise, you can go to a school, you can apply to schools that, are slightly, uh, that have slightly lower scores than what you offer, and then you can, you can expect or hope that they'll offer you some sort of scholarship right. to incentivize your going to their school over other ones for which you, uh, hmm. for which you can um, be a candidate. That's awesome. And then last question was, how, what kind of, which kind of law did you, do you practice? Um, and how did you decide to do that? I didn't really decide to practice the way I'm practicing. I just looked at some opportunities coming out of law school and, uh, I practice civil RICO work. So I actually bring actions on behalf of insurance companies like Allstate and Liberty Mutual. Uh, and we go after fraudulently incorporated medical clinics. It's actually pretty interesting. It's about as close to the mob as I've ever come. <laughs> All right. Well, if you'd like to send us an email or ask us a question, you can do that by email- emailing us at lnbpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Okay. So we don't have a Florida man, but we do have a Slanguage B phrase. Bum, bum, bum. Slanguage B! You did it. <laughs> that mic check wasn't for nothing. Can you make that into something? I, ca- I can. Will I? Mm. Well, I would like you to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you don't okay. have to keep screaming at every No, I mean, I just take the scream and make something. Like, give me an echo or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, this is one that comes from a listener. Um, they didn't put their name, but their email is NFN. So... That's who sent this in. And the suggestion is hotline bling. Hotline bling. That's yeah. the whole, is it one word or is it split? Victoria's dying. Is it in two words? Do no. you know this word or phrase? Is it <laughs> yeah. a word or a phrase? It's a phrase. Hotline <laughs> bling. Like, dude, this is just showing how out of touch Patrick is. I can't be that out of No, you are so. Is this part of the new you, Drake meme? Oh, oh. Is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, it really is. It's oh, okay. the name. It's the name of Drake's new song. Okay, so knowing Drake, um, or okay, I don't know Drake. What am I talking about? I was gonna try to reason this out <laughs> based on what I know about Drake. I have no <laughs> Which clue. Which is nothing. <laughs> what this is talking about? No, we'll put something together. <laughs> damn. <laughs> God damn. Come on, you just just hotline just... bling is like a fancy like a like a bejeweled phone case how about that it's like a it's like your iphone case but it's got you know it's all those cheesy sequins and like you know rhinestones that's hotline bling oh my god <laughs> you forced that out of me yeah i did that's the point of this language bees you have to come up with something you are wrong <laughs> okay thank you hotline bling is a booty call oh see and i can't believe it, you don't know the song i know when that hotline bling Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> that could only mean one thing. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> you d- how do you? Seriously, that song is fucking I've never heard it. everywhere. I've never heard it. Oh, my God. You used to call me on my cell phone. 
Late night when you need my love. Call me on my cell phone. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Late night when you need my love. I know in the highlight bling. Look, Victoria is fucking getting her life in the fucking. Stop booth. getting your life, Victoria. How you never get your life when I'm when I'm singing and talking. I can't believe you don't know that. I song. don't know the song. I've never heard the song. I don't. I just. You I, haven't look, seen the memes of Drake dancing? No, no. I'm just. Look, I'm just. I'm just tired. I just. <laughs> I just want to go home, put on some Netflix. And chill. And chill a little bit. Oh, look How at does you. that sound? You're, you're, <laughs> you are so smooth incorporating last week's language B. Well, yes. that is the end of our show. I think that it was marginally successful. <laughs> <laughs> if you have thoughts about this week's episode, um, specifically about Patrick's failure to know anything about Drake, please tweet us at Lee. Tie optional. Or just use the hashtag last name basis or tweet us at our Twitter, last name underscore basis, because we want to hear from you. God, I keep saying that. I'm turning into a fucking DJ. Yeah, you are. We want to hear from you, listeners at home. You're Please. turning into a robot. Tell us how you feel about the show. Tell us how you feel about teledonics. <laughs> I'm Francesca. Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis.